Hi there, this is Dave Keeshan, normally the producer, but today I'm giving you an extra special podcast of Comedy on Edge, the podcast. I'm talking to a good friend of mine, Andrew Barnett. We've got a show coming up in the Sydney Comedy Festival called One Man Show on the 7th of May out in Marrickville at 8.45. If you want to get tickets, you can get them on the website from uh, sydneycomedyfest.com. Okay, I guess me, start the music. Welcome to Comedy on the Edge, the podcast special edition. I'm out here in, is this Western Sydney? I think so, in the palatial mansion of one Andrew Barnett. How's it going, Andrew? It's going very well, Dave. Thank you for coming all the way out here. I'll just correct you, this isn't uh, Western Sydney so much as this is Southwest Sydney. Or as they call it on the news, Sydney's troubled Southwest. Oh, is that right? Well, when you live in Bondi for uh, 11 years, like I have, pretty much anything beyond Bondi Junction is Western Sydney. uh, (laughs) Anything west of Anzac Parade. Yeah, there's people I know who kind of go up to the junction, they get a nosebleed and they just kind of fall back down the hill. But uh, no, thanks for having me out here. We're we're here to... uh, to discuss a few things, uh, you and I, we we, uh, we actually have a, a bit of a selfish promo doing here. We we are in Sydney Comedy Festival next week, and we're hoping people come and see our show. But uh, yeah, you said this is a special edition. This is uh, this, what's special about this edition is it's basically the please come to our show edition. Yes, please, please of the do. Podcast. Yes, we we we're looking for uh, anyone who kind of wants our, our pr- uh, peculiar stylings to come and see us. Um, but the, the, the festival's been going now for about a week. Uh, we uh, we were there last week at our uh, at the opening night. It was an interesting night. Yeah, that's when I realised I'm not good at the networking <laughs> side of things. Yeah, it's kind of important. You kind of have to uh, um, what is it? Uh, talk to uh, other people. Yeah, and the other thing too is as of you bump into people all the time, uh, you know, different comics and that. But I have this thing where I don't know if anyone's going to ever remember me. Yeah, and so I, I have this thing where I kind of assume that they haven't remembered me. And uh, I find myself introducing myself to people like, yeah, yeah, Andrew, I know you. Already. I, I know you. Yeah, I've, I've, that, I've got sort of that problem, but also the reverse problem is like when you start in comedy, you you meet a lot of people and you pretty much can remember most of their names. And then you meet more and more and more. And then there's like a point where you tip over. and oh, just, you get all big, get yourself into a festival day. Yeah, you, you get into a festival day. Start like, uh, forgetting remember, the little people. Don't remember little people. And it's just, you know, it, you try, it's like, I think I have this person as a Facebook friend and... You know, it's. Uh, oh, I had that. Um, I had that recently. I had a gig. I was emceeing, and uh, there was uh, someone in the front row that I started talking to, and about, and I started making fun of them fairly, um, like you know, all in good fun, but um, getting getting into it a bit, and uh, and take it, they were taking it very well, but uh, I realised about two thirds of the way through our little interaction that I was actually Facebook friends with the person. <laughs> and uh, they're uh, they're around the scene quite a bit. Yeah, no, I had something very similar. Actually, I, that happened to me with a, a guy that we both know very well. Uh, and it's just I was so caught up at being on stage, you know, just the the clee glides, the the emotion. There's like I start picking on the guy in the front row, and it turns out, yeah, he's like a, a full on comedian and MC. Well, he was he was good. Uh, he was good natured about it. But then and there, it's just like blank face you know yeah fairly fairly awkward yeah, it's an awkward conversation later yeah yeah i introduced myself actually the other night i introduced myself um to um to mick meredith who i'd met numerous times he you know knows who i am but it's that same thing i was like oh, as if he's gonna remember who i am i better you know just you know he had that look like a look of recognition but yeah, you, yeah. 
you do that thing too because I'm hopeless with names. I assume that people might recognise my face but not my name. <laughs> so I, oh, it's Andrew. He goes, yeah, Andrew, I know. Yeah, I well, like, oh, I felt horrible. Well, you know my big problem. I like I, I do that too, but I, I have the problem that uh, everyone thinks my name is Steve. Yeah, it's because yeah. you don't talk properly. I do talk properly, just not in this country. Uh, now, because like for for you, mate, like, if you're going to come here, learn our language, ways. Mate. Learn yeah. our ways, mate. Start speaking like us. All right. Right. Yeah. Just put O at the end of everything. Yeah, we d- we did that. We actually did. That's actually an Irish thing too. Uh, no, everything's an Irish thing. No, Anything good, any sort of trend yeah. is. Oh, that's a, yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit like it's a bit like Chekhov in Star Trek. You know, this isn't the Russia. You know, it's great country. Yeah, <laughs> right. Everything comes back to Star Trek. You should know that. Yes, I have having hung around with you for a while now. I I do have noted that. Yeah. You got excited because um you sent me that email. The uh, Star Trek guys were on Bondi Beach. Yeah, that that was weird. Like, okay, uh, take taking a step back. You kind of as as a comic, you try and come up with like interesting and crazy material and put like strange, bizarre things together. And uh, so I, I I used to work down the beach as a surf lifesaver uh, down Bondi, uh, surf lifesaving. And uh, I was like, man, wouldn't it be crazy if you did something with Star Trek and you know surf lifesaving? You know, uh, and then one day I was like flipping through the interwebs. That's that's on computers now, and there's a picture of the the current uh, cast of a new Star Trek movie that's coming out in May, down the beach, down like near icebergs, taking pictures with all the guys from Bondi Rescue. And you're just like, God, my head hurts. This is real. You know, I'm I'm beginning to wonder, like, will I be ever be able to write real material ever again? Because the real world actually catches up. Yeah, it's sometimes it's um especially with reality television. Like I can't believe that like you know, some of those guys on Bondo Rescue when they started, you know, well, yeah. twenty years ago, probably, you know, their parents were like, you know, oh, come on, mate, you know, it's gonna be time at some stage to get a real job. <laughs> and then no no no, I really like you know, he's doing what he likes, you know, there's not a you know, a whole lot of money in it, but you know, he's doing what he likes. Now they're uh, they're going to Logies every year. At Logies they I think they got like some um uh what what you call it? Uh, endorsement deal with like uh, it's like Specsavers or some kind of um, glasses company. Man, that's a that's not a bad deal. Uh, like I'm surprised it's been going on for so long. It's it's what going into fifth or sixth year. Yeah, I like, can't say I've ever really watched. Oh, I watched the first season. It was it was funny because I, I I was briefly in the background of one of the scenes and they made this whole scene look like it was going on for like two hours. And it only lasts like five minutes. It's all in the It's all dragged out. And I know for a fact because they're on the radio to someone. It's like, yeah, I'm the dude on the other end of that radio. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. Like all those, all those reality shows, God, they they absolutely annoy me. Because, I mean, it's it's like half an hour show, but 10 uh, minutes of ads. And then for every, they got like about three or four ad breaks. And for every ad break, they have like the outro. It's like, coming up next. And then after the break, previously on. And then it just, when you boil it down, there's only 10 minutes of show there, really. Per yeah, com- yeah. It's, it's the uh, like um, Wide World of Sports used to do that thing. Mm. Coming up and what you've missed. And now, and then you'd have like a 30 second segment. And then that'd be on the next what you've missed. And you almost get as much on the what you've missed mm. or the coming up as you do in the actual segment. So, so like, I mean, one of the things that really kind of, uh, so Monday Rescue is kind of fun. You get to see uh, all the lovely people down the beach, you know, and, you know, all the pale patties as well kind of being rescued, the usual. But the uh, the one that really f- freaked me out was, like, is that border security? You know, now I, I'm an Australian citizen now, so it's all good. But when you're not a citizen and you're coming through customs, yeah, they're not obliged to be very nice to you, you know, because, you know, you're not from this country, so... Yeah, you, you're not from this... Don't you know. forget that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and it's just uh, you know I, I, we came through with a with a snow globe one time uh, from like um, <laughs> okay yeah. yeah from Vienna it was just like a lovely little snow globe of the churches in Vienna man they they almost lost it you know it was like you know they thought it was like an apple well, yeah. I came back from the states um, a few years ago I can't got back from the states and the guy pulls me aside and he goes uh, you pack this bag yourself I'm like yeah he's like uh, anything in it that shouldn't be I'm like no. And he goes, uh, and he showed me the uh, the X-ray sort of image, like mm. he showed on the screen. He goes, and there's a little thing. He goes, you, uh, what's this? And I said, uh, it's a baseball I bought. He goes, oh really? Oh, I thought it was juggling balls. All right, you're good to go. <laughs> I was like, what juggling balls? He goes, yeah, yeah. A lot of people bring back juggling balls from Asia, and they got rice in them, and it's oh, okay. some quarantine thing. <laughs> That's interesting that you can't have. But as soon as I said it was a baseball, he didn't even bother opening the bag. He says, all right, oh, cool. Oh, how was your time? So I had the, the other one where I was leaving the country. Like any time you cross customs or uh, it's like immigration, you like think they're out to get you or something. And uh, I was leaving Australia one time and I was wearing this uh, this like t-shirt. It was a nice surfing t-shirt. And he was like, "Where'd you get the t-shirt?" It's like, "Um, uh, uh, uh Kmart." Really? Where? Uh, uh Bondi Junction. Really it looks quite nice. Yeah, I must get some myself. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, it turns out they're just dudes at work. Yeah. That's a, it's the, like it's the biggest thing that happened. Like it's a real like a big moment yeah. in your uh, in your trip. But it's actually just you know just you're minutes just minutes out of their day. Yeah, you're just another person. So the bizarre that week. Yeah, the bizarre one. The one I did have a more interesting one recently. I only found out that my my second name, uh, my family name, Keishan, which is uh, the anglicization of an Irish uh, phrase called O'Keason. Uh, mostly it comes into English as Kassan, but uh, Keishan is a unique spelling. I only found out in some kind of uh, Indian, kind of parts of India languages, it's another name for their god, like Krishna. It's a different spelling. Yeah, look at you. Uh, wow. Well, I don't know. It was just, it was bizarre. So we were stopped. Uh, I was like, your How man? long did it take you to get that on Wikipedia? <laughs> Damn, i got to do it this afternoon. No, but in the space of like two weeks, I met two different people of Indian extraction, both kind of take apart my name and one of them was the immigration dude it's just like he was having a big <laughs> long look at it hmm Keishan hmm so uh, yeah it was just uh, it was, that was a bit bizarre I haven't come across that since but uh, it, was, it was just strange thank you for coming out here too I, I, I should say Dave's uh, travelled all the way out um, to my house because I cannot um, leave the house at the moment we're two days I've got uh, got two kids and we're uh, two days into toilet training the youngest one so 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 for for listeners who are not familiar with uh, Andrew and his material he pretty much just basically lays into his uh, kids and being a, a stay-at-home dad like that's that's pretty much the bulk oh, of his come material. on I've got more depth than no nah, no nah, no I don't <laughs> and uh, we're someday. supposed to be bigging up our show oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got some other stuff I don't know um, I did sort of see uh, some wedding photos inside of you uh, it's good to see that they actually do exist they uh, do but the uh, I, I was just because I, I I actually have a big chunk of material where I kind of pick on my wife and she's kind of a bit mixed about it, but she kind of she's good good humored and she kind of knows where to when she sees people laughing at them she kind of understands that it, it, where it all comes from. But your kids they're like innocent they're like you know do you think like someday they'll find out like what you said about them and they go oh my god dad how could you say that are you ready for that day or are you In just hoping that I don't, I don't say that. It's nothing that bad, is it? I don't, I don't know. I've never taken it apart, but no, I think they'll be right. They, they, like when I'm going to comedy, the the oldest one, he he tends to, um, like I think he has an idea that comedy is about making people laugh. So he'll he'll often try and give me little um, <laughs> tips, things I can say. Right. Um, he told me once, Dad, you got to uh, you got to say the um, got to say the magic words. 
the the funny words. I said, "What's that?" He goes, "Ah, oh, banana pants." And um, so I went on stage and I said it, and uh, yeah, no, no good. Oh, really? Come back and told him. I said, "Mate, <laughs> what's up? I'm trying to get Dad to bomb." Yeah, well, you know, he kind of needs to get his writing. What, like, what credits does he have yet? You know. Yeah, nothing, nothing. You know, it's just. I mean, he's got a, he's got a. I wouldn't even say it's a tight five. It's probably a, <laughs> probably a loose three. Oh man, you know. Well, you know, we, we can't all live vicariously through our children. You know, we just have to go out there and do it ourselves. Yeah, mate. You, you, look, the the glamorous life that it is. Like this, uh, this toilet train's a nightmare. Like, it's <laughs> just a. You literally can't leave the house. You become antisocial for a, a, you know, God knows how long it's going to take to get, um, to get him to the point where we can leave the house for long periods of time. But yeah, but this is your second go at it, so you've done it once before. So yeah, no, the wife did the first one. She oh really? Was, I okay. was, uh, she was doing the stay-at-home thing with uh, the older boy, and so she, uh, yeah, she went through that nightmare. I uh, sort of just, you know, stayed back at work. <laughs> but you're wishing you did it this time as well. Oh yeah. It's no good. It's a. I'd say it's not so much a chore as just a really good opportunity to get crap on yourself, right? Which um, that's not yours for a change. Yeah, that's not yours. And you know, there's there's the opportunities, Dave. That they don't come around every day, mate. That's right. I, I was just yeah. Uh, Andrew re- just pointed me to his. Uh, what does he call it? Daddy's toilet. The daddy toilet. Yeah. yeah, man. The amount of toilet roll inserts in there, you know, that are left behind. That would that if I was ten, that would have been a dream. I the keep of rockets. The amount of rockets I could have made out of those. Just I keep amazing. them for a sense of achievement. Mate. <laughs> I feel like I've done something with my time. Well, then you've definitely done a lot with your time in there. Yeah, yeah, no. Those uh, the boys do uh, do tend to find the yeah, same thing. They love making the rockets or the uh, binoculars or the. We don't throw any stuff out. There's egg cartons all in there too. That they uh, well, they become spaceships and race cars and all sorts. Well, you know, of if you ever stuff. want your um, your own kind of soundproof studio, it's kind of uh, ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be handy. But uh, they'll be painted with you know race yeah. cars and go have. Feathers and stuff stuck to them. <laughs> they tend to like to uh, tend to like to turn them into things, which is good because it's much cheaper than real toys. Yeah, well, you know, I think uh, I think all these uh, new toys are highly overrated. I mean, back in the olden days, when uh, we used to live, uh, you know, in the middle class suburbs of Dublin, we still kind of were happy enough with the cardboard box. And the yeah. imagination. The my boys are just the same. We just put a um, we uh, ripped out an old laundry tub on the weekend and put like a new sort of smaller one in and uh the boys like yeah that was ours in the box right and then when it finally broke um the the big one said dad you know this one's broken can you get me another box <laughs> i was like no i'm not putting another tub in just so you can have a box so there's, no, there's some future there you don't have them like constantly plugged into like iphones and ipads and no no not constantly but uh it comes in handy when you need like you, I've just put them in front of Wreck-It Ralph on the uh, TV at the moment, so uh, so we can do this. But um, no, they they do like the. Uh, it's amazing how quickly they pick up the uh, the aptitude for the, the oh, yeah. iPhones and stuff. Both of them can like the little ones two and a bit, and he can over, he can unlock an iPhone. That's crazy. I, I, I shouldn't have given him my pin code. <laughs> but, uh, you can't change it, you know. Yeah, well, that's actually my brother did had a awful thing with his his oldest is six and they um he uh he was playing some games and he just wanted to download it was a free game download it and so um my brother just gave him the itunes but he said yeah just put this in for the itunes password so it locked in and um the so the first level's free and then every time you go up a level it says do you want to buy do you want to buy he rocked up like 160 bucks in like a, about an hour oh man 
Man, so, I think uh, sex lines are cheaper than that. Yeah, I know. It was ridiculous. He, he, they've had a bad run. His youngest put their Wii remote through their TV on the weekend as well. Oh, just just playing with it? Isn't yeah, it? playing with it and just lost the grip. And oh, Man, I've seen videos of that. That's just painful. <laughs> yeah. It, it, probably, uh, I'm surprised that they uh, they didn't think of that with the with the uh, design. It's a design fault, really. No, it wasn't. No, it was a retroactive design fault as well because... Um, when they came out, they didn't even have the little wrist things. Oh and then they God. had like a product recall where you could kind of get the you free wrist, the wrist thing. thing. But if you don't put the wrist thing on, mm. which, you know, I'm not using wrist things, you know. I, I like a grown man. Wild, wild and crazy. But yeah. But the, uh, I think the Wii, the Wii is a bit, getting a bit dated now, I'm afraid. I think uh, the new uh, Wii U, I think uh, they're not doing that great. Oh, really? Yeah, which is interesting. That whole kind of... Um, yeah, I've missed out, and I'm the worst gamer ever. But the, I thought that was a cool kind of concept of you know physically integration into games. But yeah, I l- I like the Wii, but I've got to say I don't I don't game really at all. I I like the Wii for um it's good for when you got some people around mm. and you've been drinking and uh, you feel like um potentially knocking over everything in your house <laughs> trying to play tennis or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's the the bowling. Uh, the bowling is the go-to for that. But it took me a while to realize too. that you know the, the, the original controllers—they just—they—they they, they don't have any concept of spin. You know, it's just no. like, <laughs> you're there trying to like do all these fancy little tweaks and whatever. And I like, realized that when I um, I was playing Tiger Woods golf, I was addicted to that for a little while, and um, that was similar thing. Like you, you give the uh, remote much more uh, credit credit than it really has. Like the, those two tiny little sensors that get dusty and whatever that. Probably not picking it up as well no, as you no. think they are. <laughs> but uh, I suppose, yeah, you just you begin to think that it is. So, Andrew, um, well, I have to like uh, let the listeners in. And uh, you and I, we kind of have a, an interesting past together. We, we're, we've we got a show on the Sydney Comedy Festival. We kind of got there. Yeah, which we thought had the cleverest name going around. <laughs> and turns out a lot of people don't get it. Well, you want to say what it is? Because uh, I believe it was you that came up with it. It, it was. And uh, in hindsight, your reluctance was probably uh, wise. Uh, the show is One Man Show. Dave Keish and Andrew Barnett, One Man Show. Um, obviously, the joke being there's more than one of us. Yes. Well, it, it is supposed to be... You did sell it to me as as a joke, and I kind of go, I understand the joke, but other people don't. It's like, I, but, there's, but there's two of you. That's so, what I've... Uh, the amount of people I've had conversations with, and they're, they're like, one man, but there's two of you. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah... It's, we're not complete that's what that's the joke is like yeah no we're not real men like you know between us we're maybe a man but yeah. uh no no yeah. one's sort of i think uh i, I think i'm going to make an executive decision and any future shows i'll take the naming you know privilege and just just go that way yeah i think it's safer something you but if you know it'll be something super literal yeah it probably will what was the one I wanted to... 30 minutes of comedy from each Andrew Barnett and David Keeshan. <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> That's a, and that, that, that'll pe- at least people know what they're coming to then. It was kind of interesting because uh, we applied for Fringe last year. I just happened to be traveling through the south of Europe when we got our gig. So we ended up having to get you to do all the work. Yeah, I've got to say, when I, first, when I first said to you, do you want to do a show together, the idea was... That because um, oh, I'm hopeless at the admin, I'm hopeless at the basically everything um, except for the the get on upon stage. Like basically, if someone could just look after everything for me, and all I had to do was get up on stage and talk, I think it'd be the best job in the world. But it's all that background stuff that I'm just useless at. And so my idea being 
<laughs> if I hook up with Dave, who's naturally a very organised person, then uh, this is going to be great. This will be a great uh, intro and easing into the whole festival world. Yes. I think I've disabused you of that idea as well. Very much so. Um, and then, yeah, you just were in Europe and I was like, hang a bit, this isn't how it was supposed to be at all. <laughs> no, it was, a, it, was a, it was a solid. I remember because... We applied for it, and uh, I was in Sydney at the time, and I wanted to get, I like, about two or three weeks before I headed away, and so I'll get it all taken care of beforehand. And then didn't hear anything, and I was literally on a plane as the door was closing. Turn off your phones, and I get, like, a message through, would you like a gig in this venue? You're like, damn it! Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was an interesting experience. So uh, I was quite lucky because we, we had a kind of an interesting poster design. Which uh, was based on the uh, the Ides of March. I end up uh, not being able to do it. So, so for anyone who hasn't seen the Ides of March poster, it's basically um, Ryan Gosling holding up a uh, copy of Time magazine, which is sort of folded over and covering half his face. And on the cover of Time magazine is George Clooney, um, and George. So it's basically Ryan Gosling and half Ryan Gosling's face, half George Clooney's face. And so we took that idea, and I believe that was your idea. Yeah, I was going to do that. To do that, you said to me. It's a good poster, but what if it was two really good-looking guys instead of <laughs> Ryan Gosling and George Clooney? Of course, yeah. And uh, and I think it worked. Yeah, no, it, it worked. But the the only problem was I couldn't do it. So your cousin stepped in for us, which was uh, really good. He did. I'm lucky. Steve, my cousin, is a um is a 3D animator, and uh, just off the back of uh, Great Gatsby, right now. Yes, isn't he's it? just finished up with Great Gatsby, and he's just actually started working again. I'm doing. What is he doing? I forget what he said he was doing. But, um, yeah, he's just started working again. And um, after the Great Gatsby, he took a couple of weeks off. And um, now he's back into it. But, yeah, the, he so he um, he said, yeah, yeah, I'll be able to do this for you. And, and he ended up doing it in a three. Like, we thought we'd be able to just Photoshop it. Yeah, I was going to take a picture of a magazine and just wipe it out. But I got the weirdest message because because I was in Europe, all the messages were coming in out of sequence. So I had I got an email while I'd been asleep. And it was it was like... Can you get a picture of your face against a blank wall? And I had to kind of get my wife out of bed and sort of say, this is going to sound a bit weird. Uh, I need you to take a picture of me against a blank wall. <laughs> Did she think you're involved in some high-level espionage or I something? Don't know. I don't know. You're going Jason Bourne on her in the yeah. middle of a holiday. <laughs> yeah, dyeing my hair and growing my beard out. So, uh, But it, no, it turned out pretty good. So... Um, yeah, we had a great turnout for that show. So we're br- that's the show we're bringing to Sydney Comedy Festival. Yeah, with uh, 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 probably a few uh, improvements. A couple of sections where I'll probably uh, add a little bit of material and uh, tighten some other bits. So Yeah, that'd, that'd be good. It was a very interesting experience. What was the um, what stood out with you, your first festival experience? The, it's the flyering. The flyering, yeah. It's a, it is a... Um, would you s- it's not soul-crushing. But it's a uh, it's an interesting experience because I'm well, I, like we established before. I'm not a naturally sort of um, outgo. I, I tend to get a little like once you know me, I'm very much a, a social person. But like in some social situations, I'm kind of a bit shy or whatever, and I do feel weird trying to do the self promotion. Here's a piece of paper with details. On yeah, it. hey, here have this piece of paper with my face on it. And um, please come to my show, and that so which it's got it. You got to do it, and yeah. um, and so I remember the first time, the first flyering I ever did for the Fringe, I was at um, I was at a room that uh, one of the one of the guys we both know had organised, mm-hmm. um, Andrew Wolf. Oh yeah, he's uh, his room. It was Squealing Pig Comedy, yeah. really good, uh, really good fun room. It was a great night, and so I um, I was doing pretty well, so I thought I'll flyer, 
And um, so I, I went around and did a bunch of flyering. And I felt good about it. I, you know, people seemed very mm. receptive. Everyone, like, you know, most people took a flyer. And so I was like, oh, well, there's, you know, this work. We'll probably get some sales out of this. And then um, I needed to use the bathroom. So I went into, uh, went into the gents. And uh, there, as I looked down, there in the bottom of the urinal, was uh, yours and my faces <laughs> staring back up at me. Uh, in this case, it was, was actually my physical face. Uh, was like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, I was like, Dave, get out of the urinal, dude. <laughs> no, the flyer was staring back up. It, it took a lot to um, to aim just to hit your face. Oh, I bring, thanks, thanks very much. Yeah, couldn't bring myself to pee on myself, but yeah, it was. Uh, that was a little bit of a, a comeback to earth after my first flyering experience, I suppose. No, I, I think mine was just, I just was walking out of the factory and there were just like loads of them on the ground and, and you know, someone, it, it was like someone I'd stamped on it like many, many times and all the stones and everything were speaking through or something, you know? Yeah, and you know, you know that... Um, like, should I pick it up? You know, that cost me money. I could maybe use it again. <laughs> that's, it, that's it too. That's the... That's the thing, is that they do cost money, and you just see, it's just like, oh, they, all the time, effort, and money that went in. It's just, and always when I see like a footprint on it, I know that that's just someone's just walked past and they haven't looked down, and they've just yeah, stepped yeah. on it. There's no, but always there's part of my brain that feels like there was malice yeah. in the foot, like someone just really stomping on it. Like this will show those guys. <laughs> How dare they put their faces on paper? Yeah. So this is this this is a better way, hopefully, to market. I'm much more comfortable doing this and yes. asking people to come along. So as we said earlier, this is our Please Come See Our Show special for Coming on the Edge the podcast. Um, this is coming in out of sequence too, isn't it? Yeah, we have to put out special because... A little bonus episode. Because it is that soon. It's next Tuesday, May 7th, at the Factory Theatre. Uh, that's in Marrickville. Andrew and I get up and we try and say funny things. 8.45pm. Oh yeah, thanks, uh, man. I'm on cold and flu right now. My brain's not working. But it will be by Tuesday. What? It will be. I promise you, his brain will be back on oh, that. by Tuesday. Yeah, no, no, that, that'll be okay. He, he says, hopefully. I'll just send in a sub, you know. So, uh, to finish out our promo for our special show, if any of our listeners are interested in coming seeing uh, Dave and Andrew's one-man show, feel free to hit up our Facebook page, which is unsurprisingly called Dave and Andrew's one-man show on Facebook. Just hit the Comedy on the Edge website. The link will be there. And if you leave a message, we'll get, we'll get you a two-for-one deal. So we're looking forward to see you there, Andrew Barnett. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. You too, Dave. And hey, maybe too they could, or they could tweet us. Or tweet us. I'm on Twitter at Dave Keeshan, which is D A V E K E E S H A N, and you're at uh, at Mister A Barnett. At Mister A Barnett. Any of those routes will kind of will fix you up. And uh, thanks it's, for uh, this is an exclusive deal just for podcast listeners. So uh, make sure you make the most of it if you're coming along. Excellent. Thank you very much for having me out at your uh, delightful palatial mansion. And uh, check in next week. We'll be back to our regular schedule. No worries, Dave. Thanks for coming out. I'll have uh, one of the uh, the work staff see you out. <laughs> okay, before I go, uh, don't forget to uh, check out the podcast on iTunes. If you could give us an old review, five stars, it costs you nothing. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>